All right, and hack everyone. Welcome to the Queens of Nerdum episode six. Uh, what are we doing? We're doing the <laughs> Hogwarts villains. <laughs> Harry Potter villains. The villains. Yes. Love it. All right. So, um, friends, I am. I am Tay. Who are you? I'm, I'm Jennifer. Oh, hello, Jennifer. Hello. I love uh, the uh, new Acontra mount on your headset there. Your little you horns. Like I love them so much. I love Thank them so you. much. Thank you. I feel like they fit my personality. They're like Maleficent horns. Right? They're amazing. And they so Thanks. fit you. It's amazing. <laughs> I, had to, I had to keep it spicy. I was like, I need some <laughs> horns. And the devil ones wouldn't do. So I was like, Maleficent it is. I love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, friends, um, as Tay said, welcome to the Queens of Nerdom. I know that we have been gone for a spell. We had some other projects going on. So, sorry that um, you have been neglected. But we are going to be paying extra attention to our peoples from here on out. We promise. Okay? Yes. Um, and just to recap a little bit, what uh, Tay and I are about is um, I don't really care how nerdy you think you are, whether you're like a super nerd or not so nerdy, just come hang out with us. I don't know everything. Um, a lot of things we prepared in advance and try to bring you information. Um, but that doesn't mean that we get everything. Right, exactly. No. I mean it's love your comments. We love them so much. Absolutely. And... Yeah. Comments are always welcome and always love the interaction with you guys because we always have a blast doing it. So without further ado. You ready for our intro? Girl, yes. Girl, yes. Play the intro. Okay. I'm going to play it. Get it.
right. Well, ah, welcome please. everybody. Oh my god, that was so cool. It was so great. Ah! Can, we play, can, we, can we play it again? <laughs> uh, next episode. Next episode. I got you. Okay. I promise. All right, I got you. I got you. Turn on um, loop. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I see that we got Amanda. We got um, EJ and Black in the comments. Thank you guys so much for tapping in. Uh, we Hello. see you. Hello. See you. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, so we come to the uh, DFPN standard now. You ready? Go oh, yes. Shots. <laughs> Shot through the heart. Oh, you yeah, that one too. Big. Oh, no, that, that one. Sorry. <laughs> That's not where I was going with it, but uh, yeah, sure. Sorry. Um, yeah, actually, we do have new inks, black, and we will be getting into that in a second. A little non-standard. Um, we'll be talking about that in a second. So uh, to go into our shots, uh, I will be taking a shot uh, in my Arizona shot glass because I'm back from Arizona mm. as of like a couple of hours ago, three hours ago to be exact. Um, and I will be taking a shot of Ciroc passion fruit. Ooh, I've never seen the passion fruit. Uh, I can show you like the bottle later after this. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a DM. Okay. DM me, girl. DM me. I got you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got the Ciroc Summer Citrus. Ooh. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't find the peach one that uh, Willie kept talking about. So Eric's like, I found the Summer Citrus. I was like, ooh. Summer Citrus is also good, though. Ciroc does, just doesn't go wrong. Like anything Ciroc, oh. really. Um, I agree. So. This shot will be to the continued growth uh, with DFPN, um, as well as our Queen's Facebook group uh, that is officially official. Uh, and we have like over 100 people now on that, and that's awesome. So to continuing the growth and the awesomeness that we uh, have. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Bless you, I think. I'm not sure what that was. Girl, I was afraid I was going to sneeze and I took that shot. I'm like, not right now. It's not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can sneeze. Okay, I made it. <laughs> it was being um, stubborn. I just wanted to stay in there. <laughs> you do that. You, you do that sneeze. I am um, right. Eric. I do not know how to do said ditty dance. Um, I can do a little jig though when I do like having the Ciroc just like go down my belly. So um, I'll do that for you. <laughs> All right. Well, a little non-standard uh, as Black has uh, talked about. We are actually going to talk about tattoo art because uh, mm. your girl got a new tattoo, uh, as you can see, and she's beautiful, and I need a second to just gush about my tattoo. Um, so, Please gush. Please. Uh, <laughs> so I did originally just have my sunflower tattoo here and then my moonflower, which is like a um, – it's a rose. Uh, I originally got the rose, and then I was like, oh, if it's a moonflower, i got to have a sunflower on the other side. And then that's what brought me into the uh, tattoo that I now have very much going down uh, my arm. Um, and what it is, is uh, she is Aphrodite, so the Greek goddess of beauty. Uh, but she's a little bit different. Um, I don't know if you guys can see, but she's got, like, black tears 
coming from her eyes right here. Um, and it's kind of like a so beautiful. Thank you. It's a uh, damaged beauty type. Um, just something that I, I really liked. I saw an art piece for it, uh, but I wanted to kind of keep it to go also with the tattoos that I have here. So I have outlines of what will eventually be filled in. It's very light outlines here. Um, and they're going to be uh, the cherry blossoms. I'm going to have those in color. So I'm going to have this black and gray realism tattoo um, that isn't quite finished yet. As you can see, like her hair is going to continue here and then go into the uh, cherry blossoms that are going into the pit, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, it's it's going to hurt, but uh, it's a good the hurt. trenches. Yes. It's going to tickle a little bit. Yeah. Focus on the goal. Focus on the goal. Got to focus on that goal. <laughs> I did for this. This was like an, uh, an eight-hour oh. tattoo. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for her to get finished up. Uh, and then hopefully she'll be finished up, um, for the next time that we have our podcast in December. Heck yeah. But I look forward to seeing it. So it. we'll have to have a, no, you should. I think it looks beautiful. I love it. Thank you. And, and I do see that you, uh, you have a little um, shiny shine on your shoulder. What is that? I do. You know, um, you can't see it really well because of the Santa derm on there, but um, I gotten some tattoos of my favorite books by Sarah J. Moss. If you guys aren't familiar with them, you definitely should read them. It's um, a Crown of Thorn and Roses series and then the Throne of Glass. I haven't gotten anything for Crescent City yet, but um, and they are going to be having a show on Hulu in the future. Ooh. Hopefully they don't mess it up. Okay. Don't mess it up, please. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I gotten like the mountains that are supposed to be in the, the night court. And um I just went to go get it finished and they're like, Hey, we could fix that up for you. And I was like, What do you mean fix it up? Oh like, no. Are you trying to go for really <laughs> girl? I was like, What do you mean fix it up? What's wrong with my mountain? And they're like, Oh yeah, we could fix it up and do that. I was like, Okay sure i was just gonna finish the rest of this so yeah i uh i got done at like 5 36 o'clock today and oh my gosh this guy pre-handed my stuff and it looks so real and he, he just worked with what was already on my arm and i'm like i am so stoked i, I wish i could show you guys but the sanoderm like kind of makes it really shiny but it looks looks awesome like, I can't wait for it? yours to get finished because I did see a photo <laughs> that you shot into the group and it looks beautiful. The The colors Thank just you. themselves are beautiful and they take really well to your um, somewhat pale, you know, skin. <laughs> it's true, but it, it looks more like a night sky and then the mountains look more real and soon there's going to be like a city and wrap around my arm gonna go into Ooh. the trenches like you so yeah Ooh, it's gonna wrap yeah. is it so is it gonna touch your elbow oh no <laughs> you you got this girl remember remember the end goal the end goal is there end goal ttp trust process trust process <laughs> gotta trust that yeah. process yeah yeah 80 mine <laughs> mine's fresh fresh so i'm i'm 
very much welcome that shot that we just took. I'm just like, the shot's good. We should have the shot. Yes, please. So my arm's <laughs> on fire. You do have like more to drink though, right? <laughs> so like you can continue to drink throughout the episode. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. <laughs> I have more drinks. Okay. Um, so, uh, to actually go into our episode now that we have talked about our beautiful art, uh, that is both, I think, is it on your left shoulder or your right shoulder? My left one. Okay. So yeah, we're both rocking. Oh yeah. Cause it's on the same side. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Big brain moves over here. Uh, we both have our left shoulders, uh, Damn which is cameras. <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Girl, anyway, fine. To, go, <laughs> to go into our uh, first villain, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with mine first. And uh, the one that I want to talk about was Bellatrix Bella Lestrange. Um, so I want to talk about her as my first villain. Um, so she was born in 1951 and then uh, subsequently has now passed away, died in 1998. She is a pureblood. Um, she's the cousin of Sirius Black, so the Black family tree that you see um, in Harry Potter. And then uh, she's also the sister of Narcissa Malfoy, so um, Draco Malfoy's mom, as well as uh, Nymphadora Tonk, Tonks. Um, her mom. So she's, uh, there are three of them. Um, so pretty much right off the bat, uh, they, her entire family is very much about like pure bloods and they disown Tonks, mm -hmm. uh, because she marries, um, to a muggle. Um, so when Nymphadora was born, uh, they were like exiled from the family, um, just because she is half blood. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, to continue going, uh, she went to Hogwarts in the early sixties. Uh, clearly she got put into the, uh, Slytherin, um, house. Uh, she tortured, um, after she was done with her, um, going to Hogwarts, she very quickly, uh, was on the side of Voldemort <clears throat> and being a death eater. Um, she then uh, tortured um, Alice Longbottom, who is Neville Longbottom's mom, um, with the Cruciatus mm -hmm. curse, right? Uh, she was actually caught at that point in time and sentenced to Azkaban, um, to which she actually escaped. Um, no, she's not Nymphadora's mom. Uh, she's uh, the sister of Nymphadora's mom. So she's actually the aunt of uh, Nymphadora. Yeah. Um, she actually, yes, she was killed very righteously and <laughs> we will talk about that. Yeah. Um, so she killed Nymphadora Tonks. Um, she doesn't like being called Nymphadora as you can very much remember in, um, I can't remember which Harry Potter that was, but she like, her hair like turned into like a different color and was just like, don't call me Nymphadora. Um, but anyway. Which one was that? Like, I think that was right before the, I think that was right before the battle of the like seven Harrys. It's five. I think. It's five. It's five. I Moody collar. Okay. The yeah. That's where the uh, order. 
<clears throat> the Order of the Phoenix is that that's yeah. the one that's yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, because so, Medi Moody called her Nymphadora at the the table with all of the um, the rebels, if you will. <laughs> yeah, Don't the Order call of the Phoenix. Nymphadora. Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, I see. I see McCoy uh, commenting. He said, "What's up?" Uh, just hey yo. Hello. Just you know, doing our thing. Took our shot. So if you haven't taken your shot yet, you should take your shot. Um. So she killed not only Nymphadora, but she also killed uh, Sirius Black. <clears throat> As you remember, the I killed Sirius Black, and she's like running through um the the Ministry of Magic, like chanting that because mm-hmm. she was very happy about that and then she also killed dobby um sad face <laughs> i never forgive her for that yeah dude um never forgive her for that yeah she was uh killed in a duel by uh molly weasley um because molly actually tried to kill her daughter jenny uh her one and only daughter and she said not uh, not my daughter, you bitch. Um, just straight up, like, he made a, a bop. Dude. Bop. <laughs> McCoy, what does that mean? What does that she mean? What's a bop at it? What is that? <laughs> We're not sure. Oh. Boop. McCoy, I'm, I'm going to need you to. She, bi- she bibbity bobbity booped her. That's where, exactly where my brain went, but I wasn't sure if that's like where it should yeah. be going. So. <laughs> I need I need info. <laughs> um, so have so, you ever have you ever watched a TikTok about that duel? No, because I don't I don't watch the tick of talks. So um, do enlighten. It's a, so so there is an argument about that duel that um, Mrs. Weasley had with um, Bellatrix is that she actually used like an ancient magic to kill her and you can see it by the the color i think it's orange i want to say somebody correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's orange and every time they cast something you know in harry potter like the colors mean something i think Mm -hmm. that's how they knew that was like an ancient magic that miss weasley like oh hell no not my daughter i'll use this old shit on you and just bam (laughs) i love that (laughs) and i do love that we are bringing in the colors (laughs) um Hey, Kaylee. What up, dude? Kaylee. Welcome to the, uh, to the chat. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't know that it was orange. I totally thought it was green because um, I thought that she did it. But it was also nonverbal magic because um, she right. didn't say the thing and she actually cast it, which means that she's quite powerful. Right. Um, it, it takes like a while for stuff. Yeah, it takes it takes a good while for people to um, actually do that uh, to learn the nonverbal magics. Um, but before mm-hmm. she actually died, um, there the the last book that just came out, um, they kind of hinted, uh, kind of weird, um, but they kind of hinted that she gave birth uh, to her sole heir, being uh, Delphini. And this, uh, she, so she is married uh, to some dude what? whose name that I cannot remember, but that's how she got her uh, Lestrange last name, um, but never really loved him. 
Um, because she's only in love with one dude. And I'll give you one guess. Who is it? Who is she in love with? (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's Voldemort. Voldemort. Her one and true only love. I was waiting. Voldemort. There we go. Yes. Uh, Yeah, Black. It is Voldemort. That's like a codependent thing, though. They're weird. Sorry, so Um, healthy. No. Uh, It's just creepy. So, uh, this soul, this one and only heir, heir that she has is actually Voldemort's. So, Delphine was uh, born out of, like, Weldock, super, like, not supposed to be a thing. He should not be named. Yes, that's his other name. Thank you, boy, for bringing that up. Um, it's very, yes, it very much is a Harley Quinn and Joker relationship. It's toxic as fuck. Um, but anyway. Seriously. So she has this daughter. And my one question, because we don't see any photos or anything of this uh, child. I just want to know, does she have a nose? That's all I'm asking. I just need, I need some mock-up art of her with a nose and her without a nose so I can know. Does she have a nose? And see which one looks more realistic. <laughs> no nose. The look of like I don't. I'm gonna say no nose. No nose. Just the the weird no nostril nose. little. <laughs> okay. She's got bumps. Yeah. She's not really into body because, I mean, and stuff like that. So into like in the first Harry Potter, right? Um, okay. The Philosopher's Stone. Like you saw that Voldemort had a nose, but then after that they took off his nose. So. Um, I have questions, right? Um, maybe when he was reincarnated, <laughs> he lost his nose. <laughs> but he, anyway, he ran out of mojo, and he's like, <laughs> "Fuck the nose! I don't need this Fuck nose it, anyway. I can still smell." Ha! Yeah, yeah. nose, nose, <laughs> nose, the nose, nose, no bounce. What? Oh my god! <laughs> so she has a few skills. Uh, she's very good in the dark arts. Uh, Dueling, nonverbal magic as well, as well as like flying. She can fly with a broomstick, uh, not the apparition like type flying, although she does do apparition as well. Um, his face was incomplete downloaded yeah. with the nose hardware. <laughs> what I'm saying. He ran out of mojo. He's like it's some kind of wear. <laughs> where? Where, where is the where? Nose where. Um, so she, her original wand was a 12 and three fourths, um, wand that was made out of walnut wood, uh, with a dragon heartstring, uh, core. However, um, this wand was taken by Hermione. If we all remember in the Deathly Hollows, she took that goddamn wand. Stole your shit. She stole that shit. Stole your shit. And it's, it's very... It's very much noticeable, um, <coughs> the type of uh, wand that she has, because it's got that weird, like, crookedness to it, <laughs> as I mentioned with my finger. <laughs> she's in she's in a crooked wood. That's why she likes Voldemort. Stop she it! Sort of oh, my God, Jen. <laughs> Just saying. He had so a crooked she did, wand. She did eventually get another wand, Ew. but there's nothing really quite famous or great about it which is probably why 
another reason why she probably lost that duel is because she just didn't have her wand. Uh, Hermione did end up like getting rid of that wand because she's like it was, it was mm. cursed uh, with the amount of dark yeah. magic that has on it. Like so, so she just got rid of the For wand. Sure. Um, so the infamous actress that plays Bellatrix Lestrange is Helena Bowman Carter. Um, love her. <laughs> a couple of fun facts love that, uh, <laughs> a couple of fun facts that I actually wrote about Bellatrix that I wanted to talk about here was that, um, she improvs like a couple of scenes. And one of these scenes is when she's torturing Neville she actually sticks her wand into uh, his ear. Oh, she yeah. is a queen. Yes. Yes, McCoy. She is a queen. Um, so, yeah, she sticks her wand into Neville's ear. And when um, she does this, she actually, like, he wasn't expecting it. So he, like, turns because, like, who wants to have stuff just thrown there in their ear without them knowing, right? So he turns and it actually bursts his eardrum. So he was actually injured in Dude. this uh, act. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, buddy. That's poor sucks. dude, man. Um, Bellatrix actually, like, there's two reasons why she got the name Bellatrix. Uh, she does have some great roles, that is true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one of which, like, I love Helena Bowman Carter for Sweeney Todd. I love musicals. Uh, and she mm. played the hell out of that role. Um, God damn, I love that movie. Um, so, um, damn, even in real life, Neville had it rough. He did. He did, he did. man. <laughs> Poor guy. You can catch a break. <laughs> Uh, so, like, one of the main reasons why she was called Bellatrix, uh, was because it's actually Latin for female <laughs> warrior. And then <gasps> the... Yes? <laughs> I like it. I didn't know um, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you're, you're all good. Um, and then another reason why Bellatrix got her name is because there's actually a star in... Orion, the constellation of Orion, um, that is actually a Bellatrix star. It's one of the seven bright stars. Oh. The more you know. I like that. Okay. Um, the actress that played Narcissa Malfoy actually originally was okay. cast for Bellatrix, but then they found Helena Bowman Carter and they were like, well, she definitely fits that like weird of Bellatrix uh, so she's they still wanted she's definitely our yeah. weirdo yeah. yeah and we love her for that Beetle Guys she was in absolutely Beetle? was she in Beetle Guys no that's no? another star in Orion oh yeah because I did talk about that dude I totally forgot about that I did talk about the Orion and Beetle Guys was one of the stars and that's how they got okay yep that's back to a USDN episode um that was all Hollow's Eve part one um so if you guys haven't checked that out it's it's a good episode good it's out catch. there on all of the streaming yeah nice. all right all right Kately I see you she has natural crazy eyes she does mm -hmm. <laughs> she does have the natural crazy eyes um 
So uh, other than that, the one last uh, fun fact that I want to talk about before we get Jen into her first um, villain is that uh, Helena Bowman Carter uh, also improvised the mudblood torture scene on Hermione, like on her skin. And she was like, so like, she was like in character, but as soon as the scene was done, she was like terrified that like her and Hermione were no longer like gelling as like actresses that she immediately went over and she's like, dude, are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry. Like that got intense. Like, Aww, be cool. Yeah. Um, and like Hermione's like, yeah, dude, we're, we're fine. <laughs> like that was brilliant. We're gravy. Uh, yeah. We're gravy. So like even, uh, Hermione like love that shit. But anyway, uh, that's Bellatrix. I loved it. You know, I I love the part where um, they had Helena Putnam Carter act out that scene where she's going into the uh, the vaults at Gromgots. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Emma Watson could go in and basically like mimic her. So she would act the way like she would act. Did you ever read about that? No. So what happened? Well, so you know when um, Hermione takes a polyjuice and then she's got like Bellatrix's wand and they're and trying to go to in the there to eyes. get into Bellatrix's vault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, um, excuse me. Excuse-. <clears throat> and so that was actually, um, no, I have it backwards. Emma Watson went in and acted it out. And so Helena Bonham Carter like went in behind her and acted like Emma Watson acting like Bellatrix was strange like, I love during that, that whole scene. It was just actually it. genius. It's just absolutely genius. Yeah. I I love how you see the like the behind the scenes with um her and the other cast members because you would think there's animosity there, but she genuinely like loved those kids. You know, she's always like checking in with them. Like anytime I see him, you see her like hugging on Daniel Radcliffe's neck and just I, I love it that. Like it's it's itself. That cast was just an amazing cast, and they all yeah. gelled like really well. Really was. He really did. I loved it. Like great. Lo- love that character. Love that actress, man. She's like one of those where I'm like, if she's in it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. She's in mm-hmm. it. You know that she's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, just like uh, Max oh, said, that if the really. cast gets along, yeah, yeah, the movie is just 100 better. Like. 100%. Which is why I love that, like, Jennifer Lawrence, anytime she has a kissing yeah, scene, she, like, eats, like, the most god-awful things um, <laughs> before she does see. it. Like, that's amazing. And that's Just what I would troll. do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Girl. I would. I'd troll them. Like, I just had tuna. You want to come taste this tuna? <laughs> I know. Some extra onions. <laughs> you like onions? You like garlic? <laughs> I got some of that too. Ah. Mm, I got some got some garlic for you. All right. So my first baddie that I picked. Whew, you know, this particular baddie was actually Stephen King actually commented that 
he thought this character was actually terrifying. What? Stephen King. Our our daddio of horror thought <laughs> Professor Umbridge. You called him daddy. Absolutely terrifying. Dolores. Daddy O horror. Stop it. Yeah. Del Dolores. Dolores. So I was actually shocked that she's born in 1961. Huh. That's weird. Bellatrix. Okay. I know. Bellatrix was strange, man. She's using like some chemical face peels or I don't know. Ask a man agrees with her. She looks way better than Professor Umbridge. Just saying. Yeah. That's what, Kaylee, that's what I said. You scare Stephen King, you're doing something right. Seriously. You scared that man? Going down the history books. Papa Scarium. <laughs> Papa Scarium. <laughs> there you go. He is. He's Papa Scarium. He scared him, man. It's like, woo. So, believe it or not, Professor Umbridge is actually half-blood. What? I was actually shocked. I thought she was a pure really? blood. Yeah, she acts like a pure is. blood. Girl, yes, she's so stuck up. So her dad was a wizard, and her mom was a muggle. She um, came from, um, or she got sorted into Slytherin when she went to school. What shocks? And what say what? I know. I, I would think like as much as she like pink. I think she's like green with Slytherin. Anyways, um, her wand is an eight-inch birch with dragon heart string. Ooh. Now, you guys, I want you guys to pay attention to the wand stuff because that will be revisited. So now okay. we can see that Bellatrix was strange and Dolores Umbridge both had dragon heart strings at the core of their wand. They did. Note to self, remember that. They did. So, um, because of her hatred of half breeds, she actually drafted a lot of like anti werewolf laws where it made it almost impossible for people like Remus Lupin um, to actually get a job. But mm. it actually made it easier for Voldemort to recruit half breeds like werewolves to his cause. I know she's kind of dumb. She, she didn't really think that one through. She thought it through so, for the sake of herself. She only looks out for herself. Basically. Like, she didn't think about what it would have, like, credit the opposition. But. Right. Yeah. So, I'm sure she wasn't very happy when Remus Lupin was actually uh, teaching defense against the dark arts. Because, yeah. He's half blood. I know. Yeah. Dirty mud bloods. Don't say that. That's like saying a really bad word. Okay. All right, I see you, Pablo. All right. So, um, so she became, um, I know, Pablo's like throwing out all his dirty words. <laughs> so she became head of the Office of Improper Use of Magic before even reaching the age of, the tender age of 30. Um, and then this is where she actually started lying about her family history. And she started claiming that she was a pureblood rather than a half-blood. Because of the laws, guys, that she I, did, I'm taking it to a dark place, but you know, yeah. Well, you know who this made me think of? I'm taking it really dark here. It made me think of Hitler. Oh my god. Cause okay. Because you know, <laughs> he's part. I yeah. did. I took it to a dark place. Let me turn off the lights. I love it, make though. it creepy. <laughs> 
because I mean, Casella was part Jewish, right? And he absolutely hated Jews. She is, you know, basically, you know, she's not a pure blood, but she's all for pure bloods. But yeah, mm. slippery slope. So I didn't know this. I was always suspicious of it, but um, I, I failed to forget from the books that she was actually the person who sent those two dementors to attack Harry Potter. Now, oh, was this in like that there, tunnel thing, and that made Harry yeah. like use the Expecto Patronum? Okay, okay, yeah. So the way she looked at it was either outcome was going to be good, either Harry was going to get killed, or he was going to have to use this Patronus charm to defend himself, which would make him basically be expelled from school. So either would mm. work in her favor, but mm. she, I'm sure she didn't count on Professor Dumbledore coming to his rescue and defending him. Now, what kind of clues you into this is during those proceedings, she says, I don't know if I can act like her because she's just so fucking evil. Oh, I'm sure I mis misunderstood you. Silly me. And she basically goes on to say, you know, Dumbledore, did you actually like suggest that somebody in the Ministry of Magic ordered an attack on this boy? So this actually shows that Dumbledore is already onto her. He's like, I'm already onto you, which in a good way. I have all of my eyes <laughs> girl, looking at you. Well, it made sense. She's already onto him. Right. Now, fast forward a little bit. She becomes the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Okay. Yep. Dark and she accurate. was all yeah, about the owls. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she was. Uh, so, this is where we see how not fond of children. She actually hates children. And you actually come to see this because... um. Of Harry using the black quill. And those of you who who are uh, readily familiar with it, this is where Harry uses a dab of his blood and starts writing "Must not tell lies," and it actually starts etching, almost basically a permanent scar into his hand. I mean, how sinister is that? You're doing that to a child. Harry's what? Thirteen? Well, yeah, he's not eighteen yet. Fourteen? Well, yeah. That's terrible. That's, I can see why Stephen King said that. Yes. What? She is no way. What? <laughs> what? What? Right. Um, and this is actually where you see how she's trying to more align herself with uh, Cornelius Fudge, where they don't actually want to teach defense against the dark arts. They want to just have the theory out there. And a lot of that is because they feared that Dumbledore was going to basically have his own students become his army. Which, as you remember, that actually ends up happening. Because the kids are so frustrated with what's going on and they know the evilness that, that is out there, that Harry ends up creating Dumbledore's army. Remember, that's where they go to the room of requirement and that's where he starts teaching them defensive spells. Right. <coughs> McCoy said it Good. absolutely perfect here is that like the way that she acted like a bitch <coughs> but was acting proper as fuck like yeah. while she was doing this like makes everyone hate her just so much more but oh, as dude. the actress that go for she, it she hides behind it so well using those like Pepto-Bismol pinks and she has all these kitty cat crap and she's just like <laughs> 
Which Ew, stop it. <laughs> I just, <ugh. laughs> oh God, I can't stand it. Uh, yeah, she she does. She she hides behind it. I mean, even her Patronus is a a cat, a little cutesy cat. I'm like I see you trying to hide behind stuff, kittens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ad over here with all right. The so Uguay from <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Master Uguay is very wise. Just saying, he is. He has some. He has some of my favorite quotes. The same. So, um, this is where she becomes a high inquisitor of Hogwarts, or Hogwarts High Inquisitor, I think is what her title ended up being. So, this is where she uses her position to basically like harass, evaluate, or even fire any teachers, especially um, if she sees that they have close ties to Dumbledore. And this made me remember a scene <coughs> in the movie where. She's trying to fire Professor Trelawney. Yep. This breaks my heart because Professor Trelawney, I mean, she's she has Weird. that prophetic ability, but probably not all the time. It just kind of like falls into her lap and she goes into like this trance, if you guys kind of remember. And or I think they showed it more in the book. So she actually is legit. She just can't do it all the time. So um and I remember this is the, the where Dumbledore kind of like stays back, but when he sees that she's trying to fire Professor Trelawney, he steps in. Like her, hey, him he and, and McGonagall. His, um... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But he can keep, you know, um, teachers there um, because he is headmaster. Mm-hmm. But and uh, she's like, not <clears throat> long. But he still <laughs> has that power. But. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to elevate herself further. Um, and this is where uh, Dumbledore ends up getting revenge on her in a sense. So now fast forward to where they're in the Forbidden Forest. You have Hermione and Harry there, and this is when the centaurs show up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I don't think they make or point out this as much. In the movies as they do the books. But Ferenzi's is one of the centaurs. He's actually one of the ones that ends up dragging her away. And this is here where you can see the big difference between my taste favorite, Professor Snape, and her. <clears throat> so you can see how even though she has a wand and you see these centaurs. I think it's the centaurs are coming at her. She hides behind the children. She yep. has one. She can cast spells. She can defend herself. But she hides behind Harry and Hermione. Now, now look at um, Professor Snape in which movie is it? Prisoner of Azkaban, number three. Yeah, thank you. And Prisoner of Azkaban. I know exactly where you you're going with Professor that. Snape. <laughs> yeah, he he is standing in front of the children. Remus Lupin is turning into a werewolf. He stands in front of the children. He stands in front of Hermione. He stands in front of Harry, and he stands in front of Ron. Remus Lupin mm-hmm. is changing to a, a werewolf. He stands in front of them and protects them. He has no wand. Now, granted, he probably could use some nonverbal magic, I'm sure, but he's not thinking about that. He's protecting the kids. Yeah, because that's what he cares about. And this, that was, yeah, and yeah, he could be as crotchety as you want, but he actually genuinely cares for the children. Now, this bitch mm-hmm. over here, she's got a one, and she's like, oh, 
I'm going to stand behind the children. I mean, she's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. She's truly evil. Anyhow. Now, there is something I wanted to point out. So that's really the last time that you see her in the movies. Now, in the books, it's a wee bit different. Okay. There's a character in the books that doesn't really get mentioned a whole lot. And his name is Peeves. Okay. He is a poltergeist that loves to terrorize people in Hogwarts. He probably may have taken a little bit away from the story because, you know, there's some things to consider when translating things from a book to a movie. Now, Peeves um, is actually Professor McGonagall, to let you know how high up it goes. She can't even stand Peeves. Like, he, he annoys the hell out of her. I mean, he's just a poltergeist. He, he like, causes trouble, like, gets into things. He's ridiculous. So she, Professor McGonagall, actually tells him how to terrorize uh, Professor Umbridge even more after she comes back. Because what happens is Dumbledore goes and rescues um, <clears throat> Professor Umbridge from Frenzies and the, the rest of the centaurs. Um, now, so what happens is, is that I think uh, Professor Umbridge ends up starting uh, starting to leave, and Peeves basically chases her off. He chases her by um, he's hitting her with a stick in one hand and a sock full of chalk in the other, because I think she started getting into trouble with the way that um, uh, she like threw the kid, basically threw the kids like at the centaurs, <coughs> and was like hiding behind them. So yeah, she peeps chased her off and actually that was something that um <clears throat> he promised fred and george that he would do was like chase her off the property and then from there on out i think you saw her for like double funeral but you never saw her again so you did see her with the horcrux around her neck she was the one with the um whatever that necklace was the little whispering necklace thing you did see her with that. Um, but then other than that, like, AD asked if, like, she was right. there when Baltimore rolled up. Like, I don't know. I don't think she that she was the last time that you really did see her um, was when uh, you see the horcrux around her neck and then they steal it off of her so that they can, like, um, uh, right get rid of it um now rob said it, that um, she's the nino brown yeah. of the wizarding world now i don't know who nino brown is do you know who that is no. you do so no no you don't okay rob i'm gonna need you to explain who nino brown is because uh even mccoy said fam after need, that so i'd be educated <laughs> i need the information of uh who this is uh, McCoy did say that she, he, he thinks that she did roll up with uh, Voldemort in them. Um, oh, but I didn't watch she was taken for asking man for life. Okay. What is New Jack City? Is that a... I believe... That's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, they, they said... Uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. It? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, EJ. Thanks for, uh, for helping out with that because I... Shut up. I don't know where that was going. Sit your five all. Oh my god, Willie's like January 6th. Sorry, go ahead. 
She was the one crashing the Capitol. I did see her there. She was. She was in pink. I saw that, Willie. You're right. <laughs> Y'all. Sir. Stop sir. it. <laughs> sir. See, Willie's oh, brains man. like me. They go to a dark place. <laughs> Why the you know what? Okay. I okay. Okay. Go dark. Go dark. <laughs> So, yeah, she's the... So Nemo Brown was the lead bad guy in the new Jack movie, City movie. Okay. There's a scene where he grabbed a girl and then hid behind people while they were shooting at him. Oh, what a bitch. So, yes, back to Harry Potter. (laughs) Yes, McCoy, thank you for uh, getting us back on track here. Um, That's terrible. That is yikes. That's super yikes. Focus, focus. Okay, so um, to go back into Harry Potter, um, I'm going to go into my next baddie. Um, I decided to talk about Bartimus Barty Crouch Jr. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, Barty Crouch Jr., um, now he was in the one where uh, that was number four, and it was the Goblet of Fire. Um, that you really see yeah. him. Um, that's really the only one that you see him. Now, you only see him for, like, a couple of seconds. Um, but I thought that, like, his undermeaning of, like, who he really was was really um, pertinent. And I liked him as a villain. So I decided to cover him because I thought he was out of the blue, out of, like, something that nobody really talks about. Um, Wouldn't he um, – didn't you see a little bit more of him? During, um, I don't know if that was Goblet of Fire, but I think it was when Harry went back into the Pensieve and you can actually see, like, during one of the trials. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I think dad, that was yeah, you, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, you saw him a little bit more, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah so you saw him at the beginning scene yeah. because he was there with the uh, Wizarding Cup thing um, where they had, like, the, the Ireland uh, team fighting against whatever, the Victor Strom team russia whatever they were representing um (laughs) yep that one uh and um during that uh scene where like everything burns down and then you see like the uh the signal in the in the sky with the um the the death eater like snake skull looking thing that everybody has like on their arm tattooed um so anyway uh, that's where you really see him uh, for the first time, and then you do see him a little bit more throughout the movie. Um, but for the majority of this movie, he is using Polyjuice Potion, and we will get to that in a second. Uh, so he was Are born... Are you going to do his Twitch? Am I what? Am I doing... Do his Twitch. No. Do no, you remember his <laughs> Twitch? Where he's like... Yeah. yeah. Well, he's it always was... like this. He's always like... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that. I can't do, do that with... Do it! <laughs> That's all I got. I just have, like, a little... Eh, like, tongue I action am. going on over here. That's, uh... <laughs> AD says, oh, that guy tracking. Yeah, so he's kind of, like, <laughs> off the beaten track. Um, and people don't really talk about him, but I think that he should be talked about um, just because he is baddie. Uh not the little tongue action. Yes, the little uh, tongue action that he's got going on. Um, he's got so we're going to talk about 
We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, so he was born in 1962, and then he died in Ooh. 1996. Uh, so he was the son of Bartimus Crouch Sr., um, who was, like, with Dumbledore uh, during the Goblet of Fire um, for, like, the games or whatever. Uh, he attended Hogwarts in 1973 uh, to 1980. His house is unknown, um, pretty much, like, no one really knows what his house is, um, but if you're one of the people that just think all of the baddies go to Slytherin, then he's a Slytherin. Um, so his father actually imprisons him in Azkaban um, due to his alliance with the Death Eaters. Uh, so he first escapes Azkaban <coughs> uh, because his mom was like completely disheveled because uh, this is like their one son. They don't have any other kids. So his mom was like, not my son, and then decides to drink Polyjuice Potion uh, and takes his place in Azkaban. And that's how he escapes Azkaban. That's right. I so, forgot. They don't have that in the movie. That's no, they right. don't. That's only in the books. Um, so, uh, during this time, he actually uses Polyjuice Potion himself to disguise him as Mad-Eye Moody, um, he is the one that is solely responsible for putting Harry, um, his name in the Goblet of Fire, um, which is how we see uh -huh. that scene of it, like, lighting on fire and, like, the piece of paper comes out after, like, all three names have been, um, like, named and then Dumbledore's like, Harry Potter, how'd you get your name in here? What did you do? Uh, AD said, yo, that's wild. Mm -hmm. The potion is OP if used correctly. This is true. This is wildly true, um, which we see yeah. with the seven Harrys um, later on. Uh, which, if if you want to point out that polyjuice, I think you mentioned in a previous podcast that actually takes a long time to brew. Mm -hmm. And the polyjuice that he's using, Snape makes that. Yeah, and the only yeah. way I think to that's get why it works so well to get this polyjuice potion is from all of the things that are in Snape's cupboard. Uh, he actually right. ends up like going into Snape's cupboard because he says that like, it's an Aurora's privilege or something like that. And that's how he gets all of these ingredients to make the polyjuice potion. So Snape's already like this dude mad to us. Um, and <laughs> is like keeping an eye on him. <laughs> He's mad to us. Um, okay. And then, so, he actually assisted Harry um, through uh, the cup to get him to the end, which is really why he put Harry's name in the cup. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, okay. he's the one that actually told um, the guy that Robert Patterson played. What is that kid's name? Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Thank you, honey. All right. Cedric I've heard Diggory. that. He's like, I was like, Cullen? No, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's Twilight. <laughs> um, so uh, Cedric Diggory was the one that actually ends up telling Harry how to like listen to. Yes, uh, thank you, Pablo, for uh, letting me know it is Cedric. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, he's the one that actually ends up telling Harry how to listen to like the egg. And you have to listen to it underwater uh, in Moaning Myrtle's, like, weird bathtub scene. Um, the bubble bath. Yeah, the bubble bath. 
so yes, he is a uh, Hufflepuff. Uh, Cedric is is a uh, house Hufflepuff, but he dies. So does he really matter? But anyway, <gasps> JK, I'm just. How could you? <laughs> How could you? And you just threw so many spears at me with your eyeballs. <laughs> How could you? Oh my god. Okay. Oh, McCoy, Sorry. are you Slytherin? You gotta, you gotta let me know because I don't remember about that poll if you actually were Slytherin or not. So Here anyway, the... God. No, no, you go ahead. I was gonna continue. It's there's actually a lot of people in the group that are Slytherin, and I think what gets people is being ambitious. Gang, gang. Uh, Ad actually is um, Slytherin as well. Having motivation and stuff for your goals apparently is a slivering quality but you say gangrene like gangrene. Like, the, like this ew but also i don't know if you see but like i have like lights on in the back and i have green going because we're doing villains um so we thought that was like pretty cool we put like the little uh lights on in the back because <gasps> you know if you're green you're a disney villain this is true. You are looking this for your glorious way. purpose, if you will. My anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's the one that actually assisted Harry in getting towards um like the uh towards the end. Um he actually ends up getting to the cup with Cedric and thank you, Willie. Um he uh, ends up like grabbing the cup with Cedric and it's actually a time like uh, portal thing. The like it transfers them um, to to go to uh, the graveyard scene. Right. Um, and this is where they ended up actually killing Cedric. Um, and they needed Harry to be there to bring back Voldemort because they needed his blood. Um so that's the whole reason why Bartimus Crouch, Barty Jr., um, uh, put his name into the cup, uh, was to get him to the end, uh, to get him to that portal so they can get his blood um, and resurrect Voldemort. Um, and then you see him, uh, Harry, eventually grab the cup again with uh, Cedric and transport him back. And then that's when you see, my boy! <laughs> So um, I yeah. actually I have a question. Mm. Who actually casted that spell? Whose name? I'm looking for a name. Cast what spell? Says, what specific? The one what to resurrect. Oh, to resurrect, to resurrect Voldemort. So he says, "The blood of the servant." He puts his blood over there, and then he says, "The blood of the enemy." Isn't it um fucking the rat yeah. dude? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Harry yeah, Potter, test your comments. knowledge. Um, throw in the comments. Anyways. Yeah. Uh why do they need his blood though? Is it because Harry is a horror crux? Uh he also said Peter Pettigrew. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Peter yeah, Pettigrew. Yeah, the rat dude. Yep. The dude that literally looks Very like good. A that is also nice. in um, Sweeney Todd. 
along with Snape. But anyway, we digress. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Hey, what's he, this baby, Todd? Yeah. I have, so I have not. I need to partake. Never seen Sweeney Todd? Girl, no. Do you like musicals? I'll fix it. They're okay. I grew okay, up on well, Disney, maybe... so I'm not a... Okay, well, give it a shot. Um, the rat dude. Yeah, that's that's me. That's how the my brain works. Dude. Yes, EJ, you already know how my brain works. The rat dude. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, so Sweeney Todd not only has Helena Bowman Carter, but it also has Peter Pettigrew and uh, Severus Snape all in it, all three of them. Um, so if you ever want to see uh, Alan Rickman sing, that's how you're going to see it. Rest he sings. Soul. Yes, man. what a beautiful human. Oh, anyway, before I start like getting sad. Um, Sorry. So how he actually dies is that um, he receives a Dementor's kiss, um, which uh, actually, like, you don't know what the Dementor's kiss is. It's actually when the Dementor comes over and, like, sucks your soul out of your body. There's lots of tongue action. Oh, God. Too much. So a... Uh, a few skills that he actually has is he's uh, proficient in dueling defense against the dark arts, which is why he is the defense mm -hmm. against the dark arts. Uh, and he does it so well as the uh, Mad-Eye Moody is because he's actually very proficient in um, that area. Cool. And he's also good at potions. Um, but because of, uh, if you guys haven't seen the last episode of um, Harry Potter uh, Heroes, like the reason why Snape was never the defense against the dark arts position was because there was a curse on it that whoever took the position wouldn't last more than a year. Um, so we kind of already knew that like he wasn't going to last long. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he is played by David Tennant. And I love David Tennant so much. David Tennant! I love him so much. Um, the first time I ever saw David Tennant was actually Doctor Who. Um, and he's actually, like, the Doctor, apparently, right now. Like, they switched back to him being the Doctor. Uh, so I've been, like, seeing um, photos of that. Um, so I might have to get back into Doctor Who. No, stop it, Siri. <laughs> Sorry. And Siri decided My she wanted Jesus. to listen. <laughs> Who was so Willie asks, who is old buddy? Like he was good at defense again. Oh, Gildroy Lockhart. Oh, <gasps> girl. He yes. He was in the uh, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. 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 All, all the girls were like fawning over him. And he was such a. Fraud. Because his yeah, because all of yeah, his movies or wow. all of his books Good were one, about Lily. fraud. Like, um, that man was the Donald Trump of wizards, sir. Oh, he's so full sir, of <gasps> sir. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have one great fun fact. Oh my god! Sorry. I have one just fantastic fun fact about um, David Tennant and his portrayal. <laughs> As uh, Bartimus Crouch, <laughs> AD is in savage mode. Yes, McCoy. This is factual. Actual factual. Um, 
<laughs> so uh, there's actually two. Um, so David Tennant wasn't really like a part of the cast. So whenever he came to the set, he actually um, never felt like he belonged there. He just kind of felt like an outsider, uh, which was like sad. But he didn't have like a huge role um, in the movie. So like he just he really wanted to be a part of it and he got to be a part of it. So that was super dope. Um, so that tongue action that yeah. we were doing earlier, the, the little uh, you know, little little tongue action. Um, that was actually improvised by David Tennant. Like that was no ah. books. Um, that was one hundred percent him on his I'm own. Sure oh my god, Siri! All right, I'm taking off my watch. Um, Rude. <laughs> uh, so like Siri, just go away. Um, so anyway, David Tennant, uh, the amazing human being that he is, is great at improv, um, decided that that's what he was going to do. Uh, I started actually watching Good Omens that he's actually in too. And that's pretty good as well. But anyway. Oh. That's Barty Crouch Jr. Don't get me started about Good Omens. Don't get me started about Good Omens, please. I love that show. I haven't watched the second okay. season, but first season, awesome. Okay. Awesome. So... The Dementors kiss. Yes. So when you see them starting to like suck the soul out of people, like you remember when um, you first get introduced to the Dementors and Harry and them are on the bus. Yeah. And they start like, yeah. And then, you know, Remus comes in and like saves them. Is that part of it? Like, do they slowly, like, start sucking it out? That sounds so bad. Please don't take this in a weird way. But <laughs> start slow. Never mind. It's going weird. Jen? <laughs> I did, that, that was unintentional, okay? I was just, that's how it's... <laughs> I have no idea what the rest of this question is, and I can't take it seriously anymore. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Just yep. remember, if a Dementor starts trying to suck your soul, eat some chocolate, because chocolate has a happy hormone in it and stuff. Sorry. That went to a weird place. But you remember, he gave Harry chocolate, chocolate and he said chocolate helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember same that thing. now. That's that's why like a lot of people eat chocolate and it actually yeah it's oxytocin something and it helps. Anyways, sorry that went to a weird place. Anyways, <clears throat> that was supposed to be more educational, but you saw that how it was kind of like drawing yeah, part of their like life. Yeah, you force can literally see out. like the little ball of the the orb, the ball of light. Um, so you see that? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when Harry is at the lakeside? Yeah, and it actually started drawing it out of him, wasn't it, right. Harry? Yeah, no, was this was in the prison, the prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, it was either him or uh, Sirius Black that it was happening to. Um, right. It might have been Sirius Black because he saw what he thought was to be his father do the expectorant Patronus uh, being oh, that. Yeah, that. you're right, right, right. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why uh, he thought it was um, his dad, is because he was actually able to see that, um, but it actually was his. Patronus charm, if you will. Um, so, yeah. So, it's kind of weirdly reminiscent of Ariel when she starts getting her voice taken. 
True. That's what it kind of reminded me of okay. a little bit I when I watched that. it. Yeah. Like when she so starts. Are you saying like, Ursula is a dementor? She's an octopi dementor. Octi-mentor. She's, she's an octi-mentor. She's an octi-mentor. I liked it. So it's totally like that. It's weird. Maybe saying that he <laughs> likes that. <laughs> All right. So on to my next baddie. Um, I don't know if anybody liked this guy as a dementor post. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but yes, McCoy, it is a universe uh, multiverse alert. <laughs> Possibly, uh, since we decided that we like to do those a right? lot, apparently, when we talked about Monster versus Aliens right. uh, and the Blob with the X-Men uh, villains, if you guys remember right. that. But yeah. So it could it has some some semblance there. People probably think of other movies where it kind of ties in, but that's kind of what I can't think or of my brain went when you, you have, know, she like, was, that they were like pulling his soul. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's awesome. Like, I totally didn't even think to, like, connect those two. But now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, I can 100% see it. Yeah. Like, that's... When I saw it, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Ariel. <sighs> but, yeah. At any rate. All right. So, my my next baddie, I don't, I don't know if anybody really, like, enjoyed his screen time as much as I did. But um, Lucius Malfoy. So this is Draco Malfoy's dad who had the amazing platinum blonde hair in case you didn't know who I was talking about flawless blonde hair just saying wonder wonder if he uses blue shampoo to keep that nice and keep that <laughs> is yellow that what, out of there is it blue or is it copper no copper is for red yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right oh no it's purple because blue is for brunettes, so I, I I I correct myself. So he uses purple shampoo. Okay. I so, used to be. To... I used to have like streaky <laughs> blonde, so I remember using one of them. So like some sort. Of, yeah, he definitely looks like Sephiroth, like with way shorter hair. But yeah, he definitely throws some like Sephiroth vibes. So I kind of wonder where some of uh, J.K. Rowling's like inspiration comes from some of her characters because they kind of like re remind me of things. We'll get into that later. That icy blonde hair. Oh, okay. Sorry. Different episode. <laughs> oh, <geez. gasps> <Oop>. <laughs> so this is placed, uh, played by uh, Jason Isaacs. Sure, he's a, a familiar face. Um, so I didn't know this, but the Malfoys were part of the Sacred 28. What's that, you ask? I oh. was just about to ask, well, <laughs> what is that? Go ahead. Ask. Ken, ask me. What is the Sacred 28? <laughs> oh, Tay, I'm so glad you asked. Well, they are the most prominent uh, pure blood wizarding families in Britain. Um, and the Malfoys in particular joined the, uh, the Death Eaters because they shared the Malfoys' family view. <clears throat> Of um, <coughs> the superiority of um, pure blood wizards, and which is weird because we just talked about how Umbridge wanted like 
nothing to do with like half bloods and half bloods went to the death eaters so they had she, i don't i don't think she actually had a mark somebody check me but i don't think umbridge actually had a mark oh like the death eaters she no she just, didn't she didn't yeah. have one so lucius malfoy did and the reason why he ended up aligning himself with Voldemort is basically what I said, is that he liked his views on the pure-blooded wizards. Mm. And he actually ended up be becoming Voldemort's second-in-command during the um, the first Wizarding War. Now, this is a war that um, Dumbledore and, like, Harry's parents, um, Longbottom's parents, that, that this is the first Wizarding War that they all fought. So okay. he was his first... his. Uh, or second in command, basically. Mm -hmm. Now, he kind of lost his edge, and our dearest Bellatrix or Strange took his role um, in the second Wizarding War. So, that, no so that's the one. Yeah. Say what? So she took that over because he just kind of lost his edge. Mm -hmm. Um. He he had these these talents of like coercion and torture and murder. And that's how he kind of caught the eye of Voldemort to begin with. <coughs> what do you and mean by talents? He... Like his fingers or like just like being in... coercive? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just being coercive. Like um, just being very manipulative. And of course, his family had a lot of money. What are the eyeballs for, Willie? I see you over there. Those eyeballs um, <clears throat> were for when we uh, talked about how we were going to talk about other things later. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, as, as far as his like, um, him being manipulative, it actually got him out of being imprisoned in Azkaban. So he lied and said that he was under the Imperious Curse. Now, if you're not familiar with the Imperious Curse, that's the one where you're being controlled. Um, you saw that in the Goblet of Fire when you see some of the other um, contestants. Um, their eyes are like kind of milky, and kind of glazed over. <clears throat> but that's what the Imperious Curse looks like. So he said that he was under the Imperious Curse. So he got out of going to Azkaban. Um. And the, he he also bribed. He had this campaign of like bribing and blackmail and flattery to win his freedom. And his biggest thing was, from all my research, was to keep his social standing. He didn't want to tarnish the Malfoy family name. Hmm. They had a, a glorious, glorious purpose. No, glorious family name. And he did not want that to be tarnished. Don't choke in your drink. I'm sorry. Thank you. I had to throw that in there. I saw it. You're welcome. Um, now, I remember when um, Malfoy, like, first uh, Draco Malfoy first introduced himself to Harry, and he was pretty put off that Harry, like, ended up wanting to be friends with Ron, and it actually said that um, Luce told him, like, basically, like, don't make a big deal about it. Like, you know, we have to worry about our family name. Like, don't sit there, like, saying that mean and nasty things about Harry. Like, he was always really, like, hyper-focused on, like, keeping the reputation up. Okay. Keeping the, you know, the family name up. <coughs> but he actually um, was hoping that 
the reason why Harry defeated Voldemort is because Harry was actually a dark wizard. So he was actually thinking that, you know, if he could get into Harry's good graces, that he could have a second chance of, like, world domination, I guess. Okay. Getting, you know, the purebloods taking over and, you know, becoming the dominant world power. Oh, au mm. contraire. Au contraire. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyways, long story short, he didn't want... Um, uh, Draco to be like openly hostile towards towards Harry. Um, something that I didn't know. So you remember in the second movie where you ended up finding out that Lucius Malfoy was the one that slipped Tom Riddle's diary into Jenny's bag. Right. <clears throat> well, the reason behind it was Arthur Weasley um, started conducting these raids under the Muggle Protection Act, so MPA, was trying mm -hmm. to gather um, all of these like dark and illegally chanted objects. And, of course, Malfoy, having a lot of wealth, he had a lot of these things. So he quickly started trying to sell them off. And one of the places that he went to was Borgen and Burks, and that's where they were at, buying their books and cauldrons and all sorts of, like, you know, school stuff that you would need. It's like Target, not Walmart, because they had good quality stuff there wow <laughs> not that great value Shot fire. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not that great value they had the up and up they had the up and up stuff there i'm saying so um this is where he slipped that diary into jenny's bag and the reason was because of arthur weasley and the things that he was doing under the muggle protection act so it's kind of like a a dig at him trying to kind of get him back so fast forward voldemort returns I know I'm kind of jumping quite ahead in time, but this is where you see that um, he starts serving as the Death Eater again, but you can automatically feel like things are not the same. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> and after um, Lucius is actually imprisoned after fighting in the Ministry of Magic, if you guys remember from um, the Order of the Phoenix, I think is where this happens. <laughs> maybe uh, yeah yeah because sure. four is a goblet of fire and then five is when they the order of the phoenix where they're going after the prophecy mm. so you see that um, lucius is actually imprisoned after this and the next time that we see him um his he looks so different he's not using his purple shampoo so his hair is looking a little yellow his eyes are looking a little sunken he's looking kind of gray and everything he's not using mm -hmm. you know, his night cream anymore and <clears throat> quite possibly like he's being very uh, tortured by the dementors because i think that's one of the things that um i don't think they said a lot about azkaban <coughs> <coughs> sorry is that okay. um the dementors do you know, they go after you while you're in the prison. You know, they, they torture you. They, you know, I'm sure they're coming by just being like, oh, hey, how's it going? They're just like, like, you know, sucking off some of your life force. And you're like, no, stop. How many chocolates? You're freezing. Sorry. Oh, my God. It happens. Anyways, moving on. Um, So, uh, Voldemort, um, broke them out um not too long after i'm not even sure if they were in there a year and um when uh 
Malfoy was not able to um, kill Dumbledore, I think is where their downhill slide kind of like declined even faster because he started treating them badly. Mm -hmm. Um, He started mistreating them. He even like told Lucius like, hey, give me your wand, which he ended up like having destroyed. Um, And he just didn't hold them in a lot of like um, high regard, which actually played into Dumbledore's um, plans because because Snape killed him. He was kind of like a co-captain, if you will, with Bellatrix being in command. Mm -hmm. He earned that honor because he actually killed Dumbledore. So, yep. And then um, move his alliance. (laughs) right which you know Dumbledore is right you know if you kill me then you know you save save Draco but you know you kind of move up kind of higher in the echelons there you save more Um, than just your life exactly exactly yeah so um and then at the very end you see them um during the battle of Hogwarts and you you see that Lucius and Narcissa are more way more concerned with Draco's safety than you know anything that Voldemort like had planned or you know now or in the future, mm-hmm. and um, they ended up having their crimes forgiven for two reasons: one because Narcissa lied, right? She knew Harry was alive. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't care how yeah, many Draco. times I watched that scene. He knew that. Yeah. He knew that. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean now. Yeah. 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 Like she knew Harry was alive and she just kind of leans in and says, is he alive? And when Harry kind of nods, which I don't care how many times I've seen that scene, it still gives me chills. I'm just like, oh, and yep. then that saves, that saves Harry. Gives him yeah. time to, to rally, right? Time to rally with his friends and, and everything. And then um, the other thing that saves them from being imprisoned and basically forgiven of their crimes is that they left. As soon as they got Draco, Lucius and Draco and Narcissa, they left. Yeah. Yep. So that's my my final villain. Super I want to well go done. over. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and if you guys aren't tracking the scene that Jen is talking about, uh, where she leans over to ask Harry, um, is he alive? That's in um, The Deathly Hallows Part 2. Uh, this is the scene where, um, like, Voldemort kills Harry, uh, but kills the Horcrux side of him. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, yep, he's dead. Um, because Voldemort had her go over to see if that he was actually, like, dead or alive. Um, Which we know about. from Zombieland, if you're not sure, you should always double tap. I'm sure that's uh, rule number two. Double tap. Because <laughs> rule number one is don't talk about Fight Club. Exactly. Number two, double tap. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, to uh, close out our show, we're going to do our final shots and thoughts of being. What? Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, to go into our closer, uh, we had a lot of love over Harry Potter doing the heroes and villains. Um, that drum roll, please. <laughs> Thank Somebody you. else do it. I suck. Okay. <laughs> um, 
we're actually going to be doing a Harry Potter encore in December. So in this episode, uh, we actually had Mac, a.k.a. Willie McCoy. Um, he wanted to uh, discuss the different schools because Hogwarts is not the only school, as we saw in um, number four, the Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be uh, talking about that. We're going to be talking a little bit about some theories. Um, so, like, yes, AD, the stuff that we said, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, that's actually going to roll <laughs> into our next um, episode. So uh, December, um, I can't remember exactly what date it is off the top of my head. Was it the 18th? I don't know. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Um, Okay, cool. It's the 16th. Thank you. So um, December 16th, uh, we will be putting out uh, all of our information out on that. Um, And yes, McCoy, you had a very large part in uh, having us redo (laughs) this. Also, we just love Harry Potter and we have to talk about it some more. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, we will be doing a Harry Potter Encore episode in December um, to head off right into the holidays because, uh, as many of you may or may not know, Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. <clears throat> so, <laughs> that being said, um, we are so thankful for everybody over in the uh, That Feeling Network. As you can see, like our intro and our outro, uh, soon you'll see that um, we have incorporated their logo into our um, our stuff just because we are so thankful of everything that they have done for us. Um, Harry Potter Marathon for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Harry Potter is a Christmas movie, as we have so alluded. Um, Absolutely. There's, th- yes. I mean, like, if you want to go watch the first one again, they literally have the the snow, the, the Christmas tree where they get the uh, invisibility cloak. But anyway, um, so we're going to be... <laughs> We're going to be talking about some more um, Harry Potter in December and uh, so much love for the That Feeling Network. If you guys haven't heard any of their stuff, they do have a page on Facebook um, where we have all of the link trees of the other awesome shows that we have out there. Um, So please check them out. Um, When this comes out onto all of the platforms of uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the things um please give it a listen uh give us a like maybe a subscribe if you so desire and then uh shoot us a comment like let us know what you want and then also we have the queens of nerdum facebook now out um so that is really where you can get in contact with me and jen um so please or jen and i is the more grammatically correct sorry um so (laughs) um Check it out. Subscribe to our um, our YouTube is also very like it has clips of all of the different um, shows out there as well. So give us a look. Um, you'll find there's something out there for everybody. Uh, and of course, as always, a shout out to Gigi, our superstar, our logo maker, um, who is continuously uh, working hard with us, and we're getting out that merch for you guys now that it's. Uh, getting colder out uh, for many people. I was in Florida and it was cold and raining and I was like, I want a beanie. Um, 
We have those now. So um, get a beanie. We have sweaters. Totally. We have beanies. You name it, we got it. And if we don't have it, let us know what you want so we can get it to you. Um, but anyway, with that being said, Jen, do you have anything for the final shots and thoughts before I play this glorious outro? No, I'm uh, I'm just super stoked about the Harry Potter encore, is as I'm lovingly calling it. We'll go over some more things. Hopefully, you guys dig it, and um, yes, hopefully you guys uh, like that. And then what we have coming up in the next year, changing things up a little bit. So hopefully, you guys like it. We have plans. We have plans, master plans. So thank you for trusting the process and trusting us to get you uh, the things that we love and nerd out about. And we can't wait to continue to work with you guys. Uh, <laughs> however, AD, I do not think we have jammies. I might look into that. Um, so I'll get that. back to you. Um, so with that being said, here's our outro. Bye.